Bench Mob Pod, we live here tonight. Got the full squad here. We got our man CJ back from celebrating, doing his last dance. CJ Money Bags in the building. We're going to start off with you. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Why is that funny, bro? <laughs> it's your last dance. So what? That's true. Why is that funny? <laughs> it's your last dance. <laughs> we should have had a recording group there to record. Not do a little Michael <laughs> Jordan doc. We kept a PG. It was a good time. Nice weather, beautiful weather, so everything's good. Hot takes. How you doing tonight? That's nesting forward. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm Just so right. y'all know, so if y'all see any twitching, any elbow bumps, the game is on live right now. So if y'all see Greg get up, anything like that, the game is on. So you'll see the facial expressions. That's what it's from. It's not what we saying. The game. Can I just also say that Giannis has got a violation for taking too long at the free throw line, so he didn't even didn't even give him the free throw. He had to leave. <laughs> no, bro. Mr. Smooth Operator Davenport with the Yankees gear on. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good tonight. Hopefully the the Nets can pull this one out. <laughs> I hope so. Hopefully for Greg's sake. For Greg's sake, <laughs> it's gonna be two one if they lost. I'm not stressed, bro. I'm I'm I'm, I'm we right here. We're going to the championship. You already know, Bench Mob, we stay ready. Mm-hmm. This is the sports pop culture podcast from the people for the people. Mm-hmm. We starting off, Julio Jones is a Tennessee Titan now. He was traded for a second-round pick in 2022. He was also traded for a pick swap, 4-6 in 2023 for Julio. Is that – we're going to just start off before we even get to talking about where Tennessee is going. Is that too little for Julio Jones? I mean, I don't think they were going to get that much for him to begin with just because he still has a lot of money left on that deal. So I think the cap hit for the first year coming up is going to be like $23 million. So nobody's giving up a first-round pick for that and coming off an injured season. So I think it worked out for both teams. He didn't want to be in Atlanta, so you, you take what you, you can get, honestly. For a Julio caliber type of player, you think that was enough? If he was healthy last year, I think he would have commanded more money. More money. He would have commanded more assets in return. But because he was coming off in a season where he was hurt and injured and he was it was in and out of the lineup, how many games did he play? I think he played four or five games last year. Not no, even. He played, I think, seven or eight. No, that's not bad. I mean, I, I look, he's aging. They, you can In football, a second-round pick is more viable than you may think anyways. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> – it's, it's, I thought they might have gotten less for him. I'm happy they, they got something for him at the end of the day. But I, I definitely think that it's too little when you consider how good he's going to be. 
that guy stays healthy for them this year, and they have AJ Brown, and they have all these receivers. They have Derrick Henry. They're gonna they're gonna run rough shot all over the league. It's gonna be tough to beat them. I I'm really interested to see how they how it all comes together in the gels. But I, I don't think they I think they didn't get it wasn't bad. Like they didn't get robbed at all. So I I, I would say it's fair. Second round pick is a good pick in the NFL. Could be a star. CJ, what's the ceiling for the Titans now? For the Tennessee Titans, what's their ceiling? Look, I I think they they got to win a first round playoff game first. Um, but look, I, I think they can go deep in the playoffs. People are saying, hey, they're Super Bowl contenders. I, I don't know if it's enough with, with Tannehill at quarterback. Um, but I will say this. Derrick Henry is going to have a great season due to the fact that they got Julio Jones because now they can do things like they didn't do last year, which is a lot more play action, um, especially if he's coming off, you know, good games where where he's he's rushing the ball a ton like he did last year and, and he's picking up yards. Teams, that's what they're going to be – when they game plan, they're still game planning for, for Derrick Henry. They're also going to be game planning for Julio Jones now, but I think even more so so Derrick Henry. So having Julio there is going to be – is, is going to be a, a really good thing for this team moving forward, especially come playoff time. Now, you mentioned a couple episodes ago, Derrick Henry typically runs better later in the season. With the addition of Julio Jones now, I can see, and y'all tell me what y'all think on this, I can see Derrick Henry starting from game one and being able to play like that the whole season. It's not going to be, you feel me, like later in the season, we see him get the 200-yard rushing games. Now with Julio Jones, you cannot put the eight or nine in the box. So that we might see a record-breaking type of year for Derrick Henry. Yeah, we could. Because honestly, last year it was really just A.J. Brown and I couldn't even name you. Corey Number Davis. two. Okay, you're right. Corey Davis. On he your had a squad good now. <laughs> <laughs> on your squad now. That's not, that's not, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. That means you don't think My bad, Corey. Really I forgot. It. I forgot. I forgot. That's but, crazy. Oh, all right. That's <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a good season. That's what I'm going to say. No, nah, I'll, feed, I'll feed off of that. Um, yeah, I mean, that goes back to what we were just talking about. Like, having Julio Jones there, you, you can't have all the eyes focused on Derrick Henry. Plus, Miles just mentioned record-breaking season, right? We could see that. We're seeing that anyways with that extra game that they that they have going on now. So this is going to be Derrick Henry's year. He, he's going to be a monster. And like you said, he's, he's going to have more stamina early on in the season because I, I don't think the Titans are going to have him doing as much. He's not going to be – we were talking about a few episodes ago, you know, without Julio, you know, they rely on, on Derrick Henry to, to carry their team. But – now you got Julio, AJ Brown, who's also a number one wide receiver, right? Um, one of the the sport networks posted it today. You know, not one and two wide receiver. They posted one and one because they're both number one wide receivers type mm-hmm. thing. So it's going. I promise you, they're going to still try to double Julio, but it's just going to free up Derrick Henry so much, and they're going to be able to do so much more uh, and take this team probably farther than they have. Now some. Things that people are throwing out there as concerns, and y'all let me know if this is actually going to be a factor, you think, in regards to their season. Arthur Smith, obviously, is not the offensive coordinator anymore. And, of course, there's still questions on their offensive line. Now, obviously, they do a good job setting up holes and doing things for Derrick Henry. But their offensive line has not been consistent with pass protection. You add Julio Jones now, they're obviously going to pass a little bit more. Do you think – these things will actually hold them back this season. No Arthur Smith, that coordinator, 
and their offensive line has some question marks. I think they're going to run the ball a ton anyways because you don't want to have Tannehill drop back and throw 30 times out of a shotgun, and it's not advantageous. So they'll, they'll run a ton of play action. That's always what they've been doing. They, that's, their, that's their offense, play action. It's play action and when they absolutely have to and they don't have a run game going, which is very rare when you have Derrick Henry on your team. Fine, Tannehill will drop back into a shotgun. But for the most part, you got they're going to go play action. They're going to have two of the best wide receivers in the league, two number ones out there. Defenses are going to have to play over the top and play honest. And they're going to be a lot of holes for Derrick, Derrick Henry to run through. So he'll have time to throw the ball. I don't, I don't, I'll be surprised if he can't, if he can't get enough time back there with, with what the formula has been there for so long. They, they've always had the formula of just, hey, let's we'll run heavy and then we'll hit you with the big shot over the top. Or a little dig right off of off of a play action, but they know what they're doing. They know they know Ryan Tannehill is very good at a specific thing. He's great. He's a he's a specialized quarterback. He's not like you know he's not going to wow you. He's not going to win the game from start to finish by just giving him the ball and throw the ball 30, 30 to fifty times. He's going to play within a system. The system is play action. Get the ball, Derrick Henry. Okay, cool. Now they're now they're betting on the run. Let's hit him over the top. They have two guys that can go get it better than anybody else. So they're going to be they'll, they'll be effective. I, I doubt it'll be a problem. Now you mentioned Chris mentioned it. You mentioned it again. They basically have two number ones. Where do y'all rank them with top wide receiver duos? What's y'all top five wide receiver duos? Miles started off. I think everybody at this table has AJ Brown, Julio Jones at number one. So give me y'all two through five. All right. So obviously Julio Jones and AJ Brown are number one. I got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, number two. When Chris Godwin's healthy, he's he's one of the top receivers in the league. So you match him up with Mike Evans, pretty unguardable duo. Thielen and Justin Jefferson, number mm. three. I like them because Thielen's been a number one, and he's been doing this. But then you add the versatility of Justin Jefferson, who can take the top off the defense, and he's a good route runner already. So number four, I got DK. And Tyler Lockett. Uh, honestly, <laughs> what? I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. Go ahead. Oh, you think they should be higher? No, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking what you're saying. God, you got, you got, you got, that rubbed me the wrong he's, way. He's, he's had, him. That's he, not me. What? That's Go ahead. Go finish your take, bro. Greg has <laughs> mentioned uh, DK Metcalf is a uh, one-route runner, so I think that's why Greg's eyes lifted. But yeah, DK showed a little more last year, and – if Pete Carroll didn't take the, the ball out of Russell's hands later in the season, maybe he'd be a little higher on your list. But <laughs> that's that's who I got at number four. And then number five, if he's healthy, I got OBJ and, and Jarvis at the one. end. I like that. I think that's a good list overall. Bro. CJ, you're five. All right, bro. <laughs> I'm going to sit Tyler Lockett and <laughs> I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't think it's a bad pick. Your eyebrow raised to the roof, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I would probably go OBJ over and Jarvis over them, but that's fine. Either yeah. way, it's interchangeable. I, I'd I go OBJ and Jarvis over them, though. OBJ and Jarvis are crazy. I don't think Jarvis is better than Tyler Lockett, though. I do. Mm. I'm going to give Jarvis that nod, bro. But it's close. It's close. Yeah, five. <laughs> I got the same first two picks. Um, Julio Jones. And then we got Chris Godwin and um, Mike Evans, number three. I'm putting. Uh, I'm gonna put OBJ if he's like my, uh, Greg said. If he's healthy, OBJ and Jarvis Landry, number four. This is where you put Vikings. Yeah, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna have to go Robert Woods, 
And I'm going to have to go Cooper Cup. Okay. Rams. And then number five. Mm. <laughs> you know I want to say it. I ain't going to say it, though. Fool. I, 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 I looked at say it before you started. Tyler Tyler Boyd. I ain't going to say it because that, that, no, nah, that'd be irresponsible. Right? I looked at, I looked at I, Antonio right before you started. Like, he's, I guarantee he's going to say, he's going to say the Bengals. He's going to say Tyler nah, Boyd nah, nah, nah. and, and whatever. I, I, he's going to say, uh, what's his name? Jamar Chase. Uh, <laughs> stop. Yeah, look, he got to prove himself. I, nah, I would be, I would feel confident saying Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Okay. Greg, you have five, and I'll get my five last to round it off. AJ, um, Julio, number one. Okay. Uh, I, I got to go with that. I think that, that right away is the best wide receiver to tandem in the league. Um, man, this is it's, – it's, it's tough. Um, I, I think it's all interchangeable, but then I would probably – I probably go Mike Evans and Chris Godwin number two. Okay, so everybody got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Yeah, I think that's over. Yeah, I mean Tom got all. You know, that's why Tom won last year. You know, he, they gave him everything, so you know, it makes sense that you know it would be like that. Um, three, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen thing is interesting. They really are both really good. I, I, I'll go there at number three. Um, OBJ and Jarvis, so long as OBJ can stay healthy. If you don't put them in the top five, if you don't put them. Four or whatever, it's, and it's because OBJ hasn't been healthy. That's fine, but off pure talent alone, I'm, I'm gonna go with those guys. And then at the five spot, um, I feel like it's mad obvious who I'm forgetting right now, but I'm definitely forgetting someone right now. What Galladay and Shepard? Is, is that where you're going? <laughs> it wouldn't even be Shepard, first of all. So that's just, it, it wouldn't, but you never know. But that, you, don't, you don't think the Rams got some pieces, bro? Huh? You don't think the Rams got some pieces? No, no, that was a stupid pick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he <came> left. <laughs> No. Who's your fifth one? My, my fifth would probably um, <laughs> my fifth would be um, I, is is Diggs isn't paired with anybody is my thing. I'm trying. I'm really trying to get Diggs some love. There's no way Beasley, you can. There's it's just no, no way because Beasley's yeah. good, but I don't. I don't think he's. You know. You don't. You don't do that. Um, I think Dallas has a really good wide receiving core. If you go um, Cooper and Ceedee Lamb. Cooper and Ceedee Lamb, man. Cooper and Ceedee Lamb. I, I, I'm gonna go there. I'll go five, and I hate the Cowboys, but I'll give them that. I'll give them that. I think that's fair. We all got the so same top two. Cooper, you see, you see, what you, you, you did. You picked them over the Cowboys duo. Come on, bro. So I'll we all got the Cooper. same top two because I got AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Third, I got Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. You see. Fourth, I got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Mm. Fifth, I got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Only reason why I don't have OBJ up there. And Jarvis Landry, OBJ's health, and we've seen a small portion of them together. Baker has not figured out how to get them both involved. These other tandems, we've seen it happen. We've seen Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen both get the ball, both get their stats. Right. DK, Tyler, Amari, CD, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and we're believing, obviously, AJ Brown and Julio Jones with a Derrick Henry. Should both be able to get their stats. So, only reason why I don't got OBJ up there for my top wide receiver duels. But this is going to be exciting to see how they play coming up. They definitely should, on paper, have one of the top five offenses in the league. Safe to say. No, Titans. Yeah, Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Easy, easy, easy. And Dak Prescott back. So, they probably be top five. Oh, too. How about it? Offensive wise. Now, we know All right, man, it's probably not going to translate into wins. Uh, it probably won't. It won't.
bad desk. Not 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 you know not with uh, some couple teams in the division there. Yeah. Flag on the play. Oh. Yeah. Flag on the play. <laughs> First one. Man in Detroit wins 30k in the lottery, spends 20k of it on a gold chain that, that eventually got snatched at a gas station. Except or decline. 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 I don't know. Stupid. You're a bonehead. So I was just listening to this in the radio, yo. <laughs> Donkey of the day. I literally just heard this on Hot 97. Ebro, Ebro and them. I uh, was talking about that. That's that's crazy. Next one. <laughs> Except or decline on this. Garrett Cole was asked about if he ever used spider attack. He responded by saying, I don't quite know how to answer that. Except or decline. You're an idiot. Yeah, I expect nothing less from Yankee. I expect nothing less from Yankee. Yes, that's 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 predictable. And you know what's so crazy though? Before we left you the, the, the other day, we left your house for the last week's show. Miles talking all that, talking all, all that hot, talking crazy about how Degrom was the one using uh-huh. that, stick, and then his idiot star pitcher goes out and can't even deny it. He he doesn't even deny it. He just steps all in it. That's crazy, bro. That's called, you know what that's called? called poetic justice for all the listeners, bro. That's called poetic justice. But that's when it's, it's wonderful when that kind of stuff happens. Idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Last one for flag on the play. JBS, one of the top meat uh, industries in the country slash like globally, confirms that they paid an $11 million ransom in a cyber attack, according to US Today. A Russian um, gang cyber attacked JBS, and they paid the eleven million dollar ransom. Except the decline, <laughs> and this is becoming a thing now. They said this is the second or third big time company that has been uh, held for ransom because of cyber attack. And the cyber attack is linked back to Russians. Yeah, that's what. The FBI is believing it's a Russian um, group that is doing these cyber attacks. So when when is America when is when are we gonna get smoke with Russia then? You know you know America loves a good old fashioned war. You know that. Who knows this this company is a global company, so I guess it would. I mean, they hacked the election. You know, they, they, you know they buddy buddy with buddy buddy with Trump and all that. We talking politics. This is fun. We don't ever talk politics. You can get some people hot with this one, yo. Buddy, buddy, with Trump and all that too. So when we get when when we get the smoke, when's it gonna when's it gonna finally turn into a war? You know that America never turned like they don't like to turn down no smoke. You know that you know they love that. Gas prices shoot up. Yeah, I don't I don't know if America would take a, a step in this because I don't think it directly has affected America yet. These are like global companies, so. There's no tie to America. So these companies are like in a tie this to the company. They have an, they obviously have American ties in here, but America to just hop in war with Russia over something that happened to a global company. Sounds like America to me. I don't think they going <laughs> I don't think they gonna do it. I don't think they in a good position to do that anyhow. We nah. I, I mean I'm not wishing that, but no, of course we're not wishing it, but think who who really would get behind us going to war right now. You never know now, man. You you never really know. It's not safe to even say. I, I this it's becoming a problem though, a global problem now. Okay, so fine. It's not just America. That's that's something to keep your eye on. That's something to definitely keep your eye on, man. 
Yep, this is becoming the trend. Cyber attacks, and then they hold the companies for ransom. It also wouldn't be the first time the American and Russia went to war. <laughs> yeah, definitely wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the first time. So I'm going to keep my eyes on that. And that's a crazy number, $11 million Come on, ransom. Now. Whoever these people are, let me hold a dollar for real, for real. <laughs> so we got Jokic wins the MVP, the 41st pick in the NBA draft in 2014. Six international players to win MVP. He's the first player drafted in the second round to win MVP. Breaking down the votes, which I think this part was kind of appalling to me. 91 of the 101 first place votes he got. He was only one of the 11 players to play all 72 games this year. He averaged 26.4 PPG. 8.3 8.3 assists, 10.8 rebounds, 56% from the field, 38% from three-point, 86% from the free throw line. Is Jokic the MVP kind of by default, or you think y'all that he really deserved it? I'm going to say by default because of injuries. If Embiid don't get injured, if LeBron don't get injured, Jokic's not even in this conversation. You think if Embiid stayed healthy, he would win MVP over, over Jokic? I think Brian, I think Brian, if Brian stayed healthy, I think it would have been much closer. Oh, I completely agree. My thing is if Brian or MB was healthy, Jokic is third on this list, maybe mm. fourth. Mm. And it all depends also how they finish that season. If LeBron is still healthy, are they even, a, you know, you feel me like a top? Yeah. That's a, top a, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I Well, I think Jokic. Jokic deserves his MVP. I'm not going to say he's watered down, nothing like that, because when Bert Murray went out there, he still held them. He still held them down. They still won games in spite of that. Uh, he had help, though. Oh, MPJ? MPJ stepping up. Aaron Gordon been playing pretty good. I'm not gonna say, he's not – he's not – I don't – He didn't carry him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he I'm not, yeah, not going to say he's like a superstar. I'm, he's a very he's – a, he's a very good player. He's an all-star caliber player. He's he's incredibly talented. Um. And, and the numbers are incredible. He didn't miss a game this year. Is that what it Not was? Not one too? game. I, I'm willing. I'm bored. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And, and honestly, for the record books, for him to be the first, the first second overall pick to I mean, second, round second round pick, round. second round pick to win an MVP, that's that's damn cool. You don't see that very often. So I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, is he is it overwhelming? No, because we got robbed of a great MVP race. If Brian stayed healthy, I think this thing would have been a much closer race. Brian might have his his, his what his fifth MVP. Under his belt. Hey, but that just goes to show that, like, I get what you're saying completely, but we <laughs> we, we can't do that. We can't say, like, oh, if so-and-so stayed healthy, right? Because that's – bronze age is getting up there. You know what I'm saying? He, don't it, do that. They, nah, no, 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 no. We're not even going to get into that. We're not going to say the age is the reason for, for the injuries that he had. Okay. But, but at the same time, at the same time, you got to give credit to Jokic, what you're doing. For playing every yeah. single game, that's so hard to do, especially with how long the NBA season is. Um, and and for stepping up like he did when Murray went out, when Will Barton went out, like, hey, you, you got to give that man credit. I just, I'm appalled. The 91 out of 101 votes, like, all right, he's MVP, but there's no way. Mm. I think he that's 90 percent of the votes. This like, man gets. You saying you can't believe it, or yeah. you saying you think you think it's a lot? I can't believe it because I don't think ninety-one of the one hundred one. Like I already we talked about this on the show. I already said Jokic was going to win MVP. We heard all the reporters, everybody was talking about it. He was big in, you know, big in um, 
Jokic, you know, showing her mad love. So that was a given. I thought it still would have been a little bit closer in that regard. Like only nine other first place votes went to other players. I would have gave a couple, maybe a couple more votes to Steph. I don't even, yes, LeBron and B got injured. They should have got a couple more votes. Shoot. Derek, who got the, uh, I think Derrick Rose got one. He did. That was <laughs> because of fans. fans. I know. Yeah, it was, you see, this is why it's all, yo, if you really want to talk about this MVP stuff, I, I, I'm not I'm not here for, I'm not going to bash Jokic in any way. I'll bash the writers though all day. This whole system is flawed. The fact that they have writers vote on it to me makes no sense. I don't care like that you guys write about the games. Half of them go on TV don't know what they're talking about, bro. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yo, we know how they decided on this MVP. They looked at the advanced numbers. They always look at advanced numbers. They go to the nerds. They look at the advanced numbers. Whoever had the most convincing season on, from an advanced numbers perspective, from an advanced stat perspective, wins MVP. They do it almost every year. With the years that Brown was dominant, like they would just do it based off the numbers instead of doing it off the eye test. And you have to balance it. It can't just be one thing. That's so, the reason why he got 90% of the votes. He gets 90% of the votes because – his numbers were overwhelming in advance and the advances is stuff you can't see. So who, how would you go about changing the vote? And like, I heard Justin Termini, for example, was talking about the fans shouldn't have a vote at all. You're saying the writer shouldn't have a vote. At I think all. it should be more balanced. I think it should be a, a, a more a 50, 50 split between maybe a, a fan, a fan vote. Mm-hmm. And then also the writers. That way you get more of a diversified pool of, of opinion instead of getting just the writers. I don't want to hear Stephen A. I don't want Stephen A.'s opinion on, on anything, let alone who won MVP. I'm serious. I don't want Max Kellerman voting on MVP. I don't want like bro, like these guys have have, have, have bled for this and they put they they put their time in and that's respect to them for that. But you got them have it holding the fate of the of the MVP in their hands just feels wrong to me. I'm sorry. I I, I can't get behind it. Even listen, even do the even do get the coaches involved, get the coaches involved, let them get their picks. In fact, who knows better than the coaches and the person that are in the league? Do coaches, do do players, right? Like factor in all of it. Don't just give it to the writers. That is ridiculous to me. That I I don't like that at all. The I agree with that. Like, I wouldn't say 50% to their fans because yeah, they're gonna like, they're gonna I, vote I, for I, their favorite players. I, yeah. I, I, Derek I'm, Rose. Yeah, I'm, 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 like, I'm just going to I'm the yeah, you're not pointing at me. <laughs> no, I would never do that irresponsible. Yo, the point, the point, the, the point, yo, the point I'm making is that I'm just throwing out numbers, right? I just yeah. want it to be a more diversified pool of like of, of opinions involved in this process instead of getting got instead of getting writers. I think it should be like you know at the All Star game when they try to get a um, substitute. Yeah, like the coaches, the coaches yeah, get the coaches get involved. It should yeah. be like that, and the uh, like you said, it should be of your peers. Yeah. You know, as a player, yo, this person's been kicking up. For yeah. example, when we talk about the all-defensive team, Drew Holiday hasn't been on it like two or three times, and every NBA player in the league is like, yo, Drew Holiday plays lockup. But the writers, again, do more of the advanced stats, the analytics, and not the eye test. And this is where you need to have the coaches and the players because Drew Holiday would have – Drew Holiday honestly probably wanted to – one a defensive player of the year if you had the coaches and the players giving an input on who's winning MVP, yeah, sure. who's winning these this award. Yeah, even even Ben Simmons would have won a defensive player of the year already if if they if it weren't just the writers voting. It's lazy as hell for you to just sit around and go, oh yeah, because he gets a ton of blocks and the advanced numbers and he 
he, you know, he cleans up on the back end. It's it's easy. His defensive impact on on from a numbers perspective is going to be is going to be greater than Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons' defensive impact on the game is insane, and you got to give him credit. That's the only nice like thing I'll say about him. He can guard one through five, huh? He can guard one through five, like you said. Legit, legit, and that's perfect, that's the difference. Perfect transition. You just mentioned it. Rudy Gobert won Defensive Player of the Year. This is his third career Defensive Player of the Year. Before you even go there, so that part. Third, third, third one of the year. Before you even continue on Rudy, I just want to mention, and this is where I agree and allude to it, with the vote, with the writers and the media voting. In some instances, you are taking money out of these players' pockets. They have in their contracts top ten finish. You get a little bit more money top five finish and so forth, that has an effect on your contract and how much you would get in your max. Jokic winning MVP. He can now get in 2022 when he's able to do an extension. A super max of five years and an excess starting around $250 million. Ridiculous. I, I wouldn't do it. Two hundred fifty million dollars. I wouldn't do it if I were them. But then again, you know what? It's Denver, and who else are you going to go pay? Who's going to come play for you? Of course. So why not? I'm just saying how much this factors in people's yeah, contracts. Yeah, it changes your life. The top ten finishes give you even some more money. So yeah. if you're even if you're in the top ten, you're looking at some extra money in your contract when it time when it comes time to re up and when it comes time to negotiate. And obviously, that also comes in factor when. Let's say you mentioned your accolades. LeBron James has 18 top 10 finishes and five MVP. Like, that factors into that. So we really should look into that. But back to Rudy. He got 84 out of the 100 first-place votes. Ben Simmons was second. Draymond was third. Bam was with fourth. Bam was the other player that got a first-place vote. He got one first-place vote, throwing it out there. Rudy becomes the fourth player to win it at least three times now. Matumbo won it four times. Ben Wallace won it four times. Dwight won it three times. You see how small you see what I'm saying though? Where's the trend there? All big men who get blocks and clean up on the clean up all after their guards get beat on penetration. You're not rewarding the 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 guards that just lock up. It's hard. I promise you, it is harder to be smaller and faster laterally than it is to be naturally gifted big. And be able to smack a ball away from a basket. I promise you, one thing's harder than the other. They overlook guys. Drew should have won the best player of the year at some point. Like it's really ben. hard to yeah. Ben should definitely win one. That's what I'm saying about the Riders, though. They have a method. They have a formula. They they stick to that formula, and you get the same result every time, man. And they force feed it on you. It's no way. I'm sorry, bro. It's no way. Throw this quote out there, and y'all let me know what y'all think, and we could dig deeper from here. Draymond. Of course, you know, had his comments and something to say about it. Another player that you mentioned, he's not a guard, but Draymond, I think, should have more than one defensive player of the year. He yeah. only has one. Draymond said, defense is more than protecting the rim. Thank you. There is no offensive situation where you don't want Steph, LeBron, Harden on the court. There is no defensive situation where you don't want me on the floor. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I believe we've seen it throughout multiple seasons. There are situations where you don't want Rudy Gobert on the court. Of course. Of course. So Rudy, to me, can't be defensive player of the year. I don't think he ever should have won, honestly speaking. Any of his three? Any of the three. He should have never won. It's these old, old writers, bro. They, they, they. 
I'm telling you, basketball is changing. Perimeter defense, perimeter defense is so important now in basketball. If you can't guard in the perimeter, if you can't guard guards, why do you think Phoenix is beating the brakes off Nuggets right now? Because they can't stick CP3 or book. It starts in the backcourt. It's, it's finally catching up to them. That's the bottom line. The, the backcourt is so vastly un, just undermatched against those two. You need, a, you need If they had a Ben Simmons in that series, yeah, well, yeah, they'd suffer on offense because they don't shoot the ball. But defensively, he would he would really help them out. He would really help them out guarding a Devin Booker, and they don't have that. So it starts there. You can't guard there. You can't guard in the perimeter. You can't you can't guard. That's just the way it works. You can't play D. Miles, what's your take on it? What on Rudy winning Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, are you? If you had a vote, are you voting Rudy as Defensive Player of the Year? Not this year, no. Because Ben Simmons, like everybody said, he guards one through five. I've seen him guard Trey Young, and he's doing a good job of that. In this series, I've seen him guard big guys, too. He can guard Rudy Gobert. It doesn't take much to guard Rudy Gobert. So it's like, like Greg has said, it comes down to the metrics that they, they judge these players off of. I mean, the eye test would tell you all you need to know. Ben Simmons is doing everything. He doesn't shoot the ball, but he's one of the best defenders, if not the best defender in the league right now. So him getting snubbed like this, I mean, second place is, you know, it's nice, but he didn't nearly get enough votes that he should have. Like if it was a close call, like Rudy got 54 votes and Ben got 46, then maybe. But Rudy getting 84 and Ben, how many did Ben get? Ben got, I believe they said 20, if I remember. Yeah, it was around like 20, 24, something like that. So he was 60 votes. 60 people thought that Rudy Gobert was a better defender this year than that's Ben insane. Sam. That, that's that's, that's where you lose me. That's, that's the other thing, too. Like, you guys all just mentioned it when you talk about this league is so heavily guard killers. Any given night, you don't have point guard, shooting guard, and on the wing in general, a three. Any given night, you don't have a chance to just not sleep. Shoot, we see, we're looking at this game now. Bruce Brown got like 18, 20 points. Any given night, if this was, it would be more impressive, I think, for Rudy. This is why I said I don't think he would win, he should win any of them. Rudy Gobert, I think, could not do this if this was back in the 90s where it was a bevy of actual bigs. Rudy is getting bodied by Duncan, David Robinson, Shaq, Hakeem. He don't have much to guard in regards of bigs. Rudy don't have much to worry about. That Think about it. He can afford to help because – there's not that many bigs that's really like that. So, how does he keep winning? The, 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 the bigs in today's game were, I told you already, I told you about Drummond. I told you, I told you about Drummond. I said, what does he have to do? That's how, that's how bigs have to play. They have to either be able to shoot the three ball well or, or set a good screen and catch a lob. That, that's the game. It's not, you're not, post touches are not a thing anymore because the game's all drive and kick. It's all, it's all made for shooters now. So, it's totally different. So, yeah, you're right. He doesn't have to guard in the post. It's not the same. He doesn't have that same responsibility. So it's much easier to play defense in that sense. All he has to do is, hey, let's wait for that guard to attack. 
let the ball go in the air first. Don't leave your feet until he, the ball leaves the air and leaves his hand and block it. It's not as easier said than done. I think I'm not saying his job is easy, but it's much harder to have to switch on defense. Guard, guard, guard secretly on one de- possession, then guard D book, then guard uh, Brad Beal, right? Like that's hard. Like that's way harder. It's, it, I promise you. So I think I think the listeners know this. I think the listeners. I don't know what the listeners would think about who should have won uh, defensive player of the year. I don't. I don't know if we put up a poll for that. Yeah, we'll put up one. I don't sure. know, but let, let's see what they think because I, I think it's pretty obvious. But you know, people never cease to surprise me. We're going to transition to Kappa Facts um, just to let y'all know some of the faces that y'all might see right now. P.J. Tucker just told Kevin Durant that he needed to get a brush and they had to be separated. <laughs> Porzingis, first one, Porzingis, Doncic experience, experiment needs to be blown up. Kappa Facts. 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 Oh, you said cap. That's a fact. Facts a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Do you I think? Didn't, I, I didn't hear. I was watching P.J. Tucker. Say it again. <laughs> Porzingis, Doncic, right? That experiment, those two players, that team needs to be blown up. That experiment isn't working anymore. Capra facts. 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 Second one, Pat Bev is the answer to slowing down slash making it difficult for Mitchell. Now, <laughs> game one, 45 points, 16 for 30, count. 32 in that second half. Donovan Mitchell himself has come out and praise Beverly for his defense and their matchup that they had previously. So, again, Pat Beverly is the answer to slow down slash make it difficult for Mitchell. Cap facts. You said facts. Nah, Hell no. <laughs> Pat Bev is that one dude at the, the gym that's just hacking the whole time. He's yeah, not playing defense. You don't think he can make it difficult? I don't subscribe to that idea at all. He can't make it difficult for him. I mean, I mean, he can annoy him. He'll pick up, he can foul out. That, that's what I was saying, too. I think he could definitely annoy him. He'll annoy him, but he's not he's like gonna, that little brother gonna... that you just don't want around all the time. And, and he's he going to be around. Well, I don't know. I don't know what John's <laughs> game look like. So, what's his post game look like? Because he has a post game. I know Luca has a post game. And that, that neutralizes like a guy who's small like that. Like, you're going to neutralize it with, with your size. So, but if he has a good good enough post game, and I'm not again, I'm not really sure, but if he does, then I don't really see a way that Pat Bev can really affect him. Now, if he doesn't, and he's playing out there dancing with the ball in the perimeter, I think he'll still give him a smooth 30, but it'll work for it a little bit. And that's what you want if you're the Clippers. So, wow. That's what I think. I think Pat Bev doesn't if Pat Bev's guarding him, Mitchell doesn't go 16 for 30. Yeah. Mitchell probably still gets his 45 points because Mitchell puts up minimum probably 30 shots a game yeah so he's going you put up a, a score like that and somebody that has the green light like that that's in the nba and you're not talking about high school middle school where players sometimes are just mixtapes and highlights an nba player getting 30 40 shot attempts you're going to get buckets at yeah. some point yeah. it just might not be efficient and I, that's where i think pat bev would come in and dirty it up muddy it up 16 for 30 ain't having with pat bev guarding no. Pat Bev still is an elite defender. He's always in the top three defensive teams. So I think you got to give Pat Bev some more playing time, which Ty Lue said that he will do uh, starting game two. Last one. Jay Williams lied on KD. <laughs> Cap with facts. For, before we even start, right? Before we even start, to, for our listeners that might be 
living under a rock, don't use social media, don't watch TV, don't have Wi-Fi. Jay Williams said he had a private conversation with Katie and Katie came up to him at a holiday party and told Jay Williams, don't you ever compare Giannis to me. Jay Williams was like, I was just saying, no, if Katie and who was the other person? If Katie and somebody had a baby, it would be Giannis. And I was talking about not the style of play, according to Jay Williams. He said, not style of play, but the frame and the build. Mm -hmm. He said, Katie was like, still, don't you ever compare. Katie and Bron? Nah. Be honest. (laughs) Don't you ever compare Giannis to me. Hmm. Katie came out and said, once that came out, yo, that's a, a, a lie. The man's is trying to, you know, improve his career, this, that, and the third. Jay Williams stood on it. He said, nah. You told me that. Yeah, I think I think Katie said it. Yeah, I don't. I know. I know how. I know how. I, I was just. Tell, I, was just I was just telling. I was just telling Chris that I don't. I don't really respect Giannis' game like that. I can imagine around a league what people think about Giannis's game. He's a nice guy. You know, he comes from nothing. I, I get it. Like the whole story is incredible, but it ain't, it ain't about that. Like in terms of his game, and you and you and you're he's in he's in rarefied air, winning two MVPs and all that stuff. Like. He's he now no one cares about that. The, 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 the 30 point 15 rebound games aren't as important as about performance in the playoffs. It is because that's what solidifies your legacy. So, yes, when you when you're on that standard and you're talking about KD, it's no way and it's no way you should ever compare KD to Giannis. So if, if KD said that, I wouldn't blame him. But that's the thing, though. I really think he said it. And it's because it was a private conversation that came out because. Yeah. You remember who's on his team, too. Harton. Harton and Giannis got a little beef when Giannis decided to <laughs> pass on Harton because he was like, uh, I don't want to drive Harton because Harton don't pass the ball. <laughs> so there's a little beef right there. You can't tell me KD, James Harton, and Kai don't be talking about, yo, Giannis ain't what y'all really think he is. Mm-hmm. And as you said, if we really were to go into the players and the coaches having a say in these awards, I don't think the players around the league would vote Giannis as the MVP twice. Maybe that first year, because, you know, when you had that first year when it's crazy stats, you get that award typically. Derrick Rose first year, breakout, cool, you get those stats. But I don't see what's wrong with it, and I would rather he would have owned up to it. Like you would see – uh, MJ, you would see even in, in football, they own up to it. Yo, I think he really trash, and I want that smoke. Yeah. It's just about the timing of it, though. Like, they're in the middle of a series against each other, and now you you bring this up now. I mean, But you can't say he's adding fuel to the fire. We see he can't even make his free throws within 10 seconds, so it's not adding fuel to the fire. Dudes around the league don't, dudes around the league don't, don't really respect this game like that. I'm sorry. I, not not the, the top of the top. The top, the best players in the world do not respect Giannis. They don't they don't think that he's on their level. I'll tell you that right now. Nice of a guy as he is, they don't. And, and I, I've been telling people for a long time. I, I remember saying in the group chat with a bunch of friends of mine, like, "Yo, like Giannis is what's wrong with the Bucks. Giannis is the problem. It's not anything else really. It's him, his inability to shoot the ball at all, and with any kind of consistency 
for my, and it'd be one thing if you couldn't shoot the ball like just within within regulation and play. He doesn't make free throws. He doesn't make free throws. He doesn't even take them in time. Okay, he's not even getting these jumps at the basket anymore. They're not even leaving his hands. So you can look at the numbers. It's cool for the it's, it's for the casual fan. You look at Giannis and go, oh my god, he's so good. But for if you really studied his basketball, you know, you know exactly what you're watching with him. Like he's a limited player, but he's 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 surviving off of his his God given gifts, and that's fine. That's fine, right? And I'm actually happy for him that he stayed in, in, in Milwaukee because. He wasn't ready for that pressure to go somewhere else and have all those championship expectations put on him and play in bigger, play in bigger moments, right? It, it would have came down to you. You would have to take that last shot. So money bags. What's your thoughts on this? Do you think KD should have owned up to it? Or do you do you think that Jay Williams is lying? Like, what's your what's your take on it with this whole situation? No, I definitely think KD said it, but him owning up to it, I mean, I mean, look at the whole how the whole Michael Rappaport thing blew up, right? I don't think KD wants to to be seen as someone negative in the media after mm-hmm. after everything that's happened. I think he's worried about his image. I think he just wants to be someone that plays ball and, and can stick to playing ball. So, um, again, going in when you're already in a series with with Giannis, right? That additional pressure of the drama that's happening outside of basketball, based on your comments that you made about someone that you're going head to head against. I don't think he wanted that, which is why he denied it. It's the easy thing to deny. It. Nah, I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't talk to Jay about that. Especially it was a private conversation. It wasn't recorded, right. so it's your word against my word. He he knew he knew. That unlike the Michael Rapport situation, there was no like no evidence. Right. I'm I'm pretty sure he texted Jay after like you know I had to <laughs> I had to deny it. Slide board. you a quick. You know, Yo, he was because remember when he had the um boardroom? Jay yeah, Williams was on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there, buddy, so, buddy. That's why I was like, when I saw it, I was like, oh boy, no, I don't think Jay's lying. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Jay's lying. I, I just appreciate the you know the extent he went to. Like my man's just trying to improve. his like, bro, you could have just denied and left it at that. Yeah, yeah. Because so at this point, like Jay Williams is pretty much he solidified himself in the media aspect. He's pretty good at what he does. I don't think he very good at what he does. Yeah, I don't think he needs to tell that story. I'm, I'm, I'm locked. I'm locked in. Don't even worry about that. You know I'm locked in. I'm paying attention. <laughs> I don't think he needs to tell that story to you know further his career. No, I don't think so either. So we all know the report came out. It was a poll done. LeBron, Courtney, shout out to NBA Central. They got this from Geotag uh, Twitter data. 24 out of 50 states. LeBron is the most hated player in this country. 24 out of 50 states. That's about 48, 49%. In the words of LeBron would always say, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Uh Why do y'all think LeBron is so hated. And is it safe to say LeBron is the most hated player? You got to go last, bro. You got to go last. Because you're going to clean up everything. You're going to clean up everything we miss. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. Let's see. Go ahead. I feel like it's whenever he he speaks on issues going on in the world, a lot of people disagree or think that he should just stick to basketball. That's, That's why that whole shut up and dribble thing started like reporter only wants him to stick to what he does for a living, not, you know, talk on what is going on around us. 
So I think that's where it stems from. Uh, Basketball-wise, I feel like people hate him because he's maybe he he's not the most aggressive. He's I don't know because this whole comparison between him and Jordan and a lot of old heads would pick Jordan over him. I, don't I mean, know. you just gotta go down the list of whatever Skip Bayless say about it. That's well, why I don't. I don't take anything that Skip that, Bayless. No, of course not. I'm saying, but you were saying on the basketball aspect, Skip Bayless, which I don't think anybody in the show agrees with. Skip Bayless gives a list of <laughs> things that he feels is wrong with LeBron's basketball game. CJ, like we said, Greg gonna have to go last. CJ, <laughs> LeBron the most hated. And if so, why? Like, have you have you seen any hate like this before? Like, Lakers lost, and I've seen the most posts across social media platforms celebrating LeBron losing. I don't see that really with any other player. I don't. I don't even recall seeing that with any player in history. Now, of course, MJ didn't have social media back then, so it might have been the same. But I think MJ was pretty much loved because MJ did not really speak on topics like that going on in the world i don't recall any player of any sport hated this much like literally i saw like i think you see with tom brady a little bit it's both sides to that thing i don't think it's as hated like i saw a two-year-old make a post (laughs) about celebrating lebron losing then i saw somebody in a wheelchair that was blind made a post this man's crazy bro (laughs) I saw it all. The person can't the person can't even watch the game and was celebrating LeBron losing. What's your takes on the situation? Miles brought up a good point, and this 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 is just one of the points. It's the old heads versus this generation. Um, if you grew up in Michael Jordan's era, you think Michael Jordan's the best. That's just how it is. And if you're someone that came up watching LeBron, you think LeBron's the best. You've seen him carry teams. You've seen him win championships on on different teams. Um, so I, I, I don't to, – to say that, like, why people hate LeBron, I don't know. Maybe maybe because it is he, he's being compared to Jordan and, and people are saying, hey, he's, he's better than Jordan. Other people are saying, no, he's not. You know, look what Jordan did. You know, six straight finals – six straight championships, uh, Braun could never type thing. But, like, you know, for – Braun is truly respected around the league by the players he plays with, right? He's a, he's a leader in the NBA, and people follow what he does. He, he's a mogul in, in today's game. So, um, I can't tell you why why Braun's the, the most hated player, player in the league, but I, but I will say that um, – I don't even know, man, to be honest with you. I'm waiting for, I'm, I'm just thinking about what Gray's going to say. <laughs> the thing with that, too, I think that whole conversation, which we've had a discussion on here, but when you talk about the best player, best player, not best scorer, you have to give it, in my opinion, to LeBron. Overall player, greatest of all time is LeBron. Greatest scorer, MJ. And yes, greatest scorer, most exciting, MJ. But overall, best player is Braun. Greg, we talked about this in the chat. You brought it up. We were all appalled in, what, 24 out of 50 states? I'm 
why, what, like, talk to us. The LeBron hate. Where it's coming from? Why people hating on them? Two. The one big reason that Miles it on is the fact that he speaks on social justice. Look at look, you look at a lot of states in that graph. A lot of them are, are red, red leaning states. Okay, the states they don't they don't see things from a from a, a, a from a liberal perspective. They just don't see it that way. Okay, like so when he speaks up on on police brutality, for some reason there are people who don't seem to think that that's a problem. So they they don't like the fact that Bron speaks up on those things. They just think that he should be a basketball player and don't be a basketball player. And for the old heads that grew up with Jordan, a guy who never said anything about anything meaningful right to not compromise his money and i won't even say what i feel about that but i think that y'all if, you, if anyone knows me or listens to the show enough i get i bet you know how i feel about it that to them that's like a, a shocker for them is a lot so they, they you know they don't they don't like brian and that's that's fine the brian jordan comparison also plays a factor into it too if people just look for a reason to knock brian down a peg because they grew up with michael jordan and the idea of anyone being better than michael jordan is insane to them so that's where you that's where you end up with that situation at um <laughs> yo people are also just stupid can, can, can we just be honest yo <laughs> people are also just dumb all right like when i look at that graph and i see i see that those numbers and all that stuff and i saw the the, the layout of the states it makes so much sense why there's so many people out here rocking with with with, with trump and out here with the insurrection happening bro like people are just dumb okay like you could not like Brian as a person, fine, whatever. To not appreciate his basketball ability and his basketball genius is a whole different conversation. Don't tell me you love basketball and then tell me in the same sentence you hate LeBron James. The two things don't go together. They anyone who there are dudes out here, who, there are people out here who love basketball, don't like LeBron James that much, but appreciate that guy's genius and will tell you how great he is. Okay. You got guys like Skip Bayless on TV who's made a name for himself, pandering to these people. Give it, you know what I mean? Like he 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 fuels that fire, the LeBron hate fire. He's been the leader of that for years. He's made a legacy for himself off that, which is insane. That's just insane, right? It's a really bad look for dude, but he runs with that. Whatever, that's fine. And any chance the dudes get or to be around him, like Shannon and and Stephen A. will tell you how nice he is as a guy. But it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Okay, but. Yeah, racism is definitely a part of it. And then also the comparison to Michael Jordan, definitely a big thing, too. And, and regardless, I also just think that LeBron, if you think about it, if your favorite team's probably been bounced by the bounced out of the playoffs by him. So in 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 a, it's so funny. Him and LeBron, him and Jordan are similar in the sense that a lot of people didn't like Jordan. They respected Jordan. They revered his game. They didn't like him. New Yorkers didn't like Jordan. They was getting bounced every year out of the playoffs by Jordan. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same, but it's the same thing with, like, with LeBron. LeBron has dismantled whole franchises, all the work that GMs have done putting together teams. LeBron's just gone. Get out of here. That's that's what he's done. That's what he's done. So if you're gonna talk about uh, you know Brian and you're gonna talk about all these things and talk about why people hate him, there's a lot of different reasons. People hate him because just, he's he's great. People also hate him because of the, they're envious. All right, they're envious too. And also, like you can see the writing on the wall, man. You can see the you see the writing on the wall. You notice guys knocking on the door of being the greatest basketball player of all time. A lot of people don't want to admit it; they want to hang on. And then there's a the social and political aspect of it all. 
which you <laughs> listen, I don't think Brian cares about those people hating him anyways. Okay. I don't think Brian, Brian should care about, shouldn't care about anyone hating him, but he especially doesn't give two damns about anybody who doesn't like him because of where he stands politically. And it's funny you mentioned New York. New York is one of the states that's highlighted that hates LeBron. Oh that's yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> just throwing it no, out look, But New York hates LeBron because, because he didn't come here in free agency back when they got mellow instead and got a, and got some crackers on the side. Like that's, that's the reason why they mad LeBron. And it's so stupid because Y'all should have never really thought Dude was coming here. It was never a reality. It wasn't gonna happen. Course, uh, it was. It was. It was a reality. Okay, right. But and internally, but his wife daggered it. His wife shut it down. Yes. Because because so. your your wife know best. Listen to your wife, man. I, I had a big life decision in my life. I listened to my girl, bro. Like I just I just took her advice. That's it. Listen to your girl. Like he did. He made the smart decision. Hey, that's if you have a good one, though. Yeah, you don't have a good. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> That's if you have a good one. Yeah, you don't got to go in there. <laughs> you're already, you're already playing. You're already playing, but with the with the, with the twenty point. It's, it's just a blowout already. You got to try to come back. Yeah. So before we even close it out, the thing that I think people do in life in general, they don't appreciate and they don't respect greatness in all walks of life no. even family no. they don't respect and appreciate even your family members till they're gone mm -hmm. how many people do you see saying run your marathon it's the marathon life is the marathon life honestly if we really keep it as that you heard some people you know talking about tmc and marathon but once nipsey died everybody it took, it took uh, him dying for people to appreciate his musical genius. It took him dying. Everybody. The interviews everybody posts. Those interviews were here before he died. Y'all know that, right? Mm -hmm. The clips that everybody posts on the reels and the motivational pieces. He was saying that before he died. Even Kobe. Even Kobe, as, 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 as well-known as Kobe was, people don't really appreciate the genius of what Mamba Mentality meant until he was gone. And everybody uses it now. Everyone has Mamba Mentality. Dudes who, dudes who don't even work hard talk about Mamba mentality. Somebody finishes their Chipotle bowl, they talk about Mamba mentality. It's, Everybody uses Mamba mentality now. MJ, we see how much people appreciate and respect it once he retired, but also once the documentary came out. People was, oh, yo, MJ was really good. Like, he could really fly. Like, MJ would, and especially for some of the younger generation that didn't actually get to watch him, they appreciated it. As you mentioned, it's the young and the older generations, especially when we talk about teenagers, we talk about the people in high school and even younger middle school. They, the only Jordan they know is the sneakers. The only Jordan they know is the sneakers. Crazy? That's crazy. And a lot of them, and you know, as being a coach, a lot of them don't do the history. A lot of them don't go back and look like, yo, who was the greats back in the day? Who could I take? Can I go watch Nick Van Exel? And kids look at some even, of his films. Kids don't even watch basketball these days. No. All right. Like, the, you're going to start there. Kids don't even watch basketball right now. Part of the reason why, if a kid tells you anything about Brown, you probably shouldn't listen to it. If a kid tells you about any player in the NBA, you probably shouldn't listen because they don't watch basketball. I got, I got a, I got, I got a 17 new team. I don't even know if half of them watch basketball games. <laughs> I'm so, I don't, I don't, I'm convinced half of them don't watch that. Yo, like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to go on a tangent, but if you, if you're a young Hooper out there, bro, please, like, do yourself a favor and turn on turn on NBA basketball, bro. So you can learn the game. You gotta watch. You can't you you don't just go out there and apply something you haven't seen or you like I know Instagram, it's so crazy how people how short people's attention spans are, bro. 
You can't even sit through a basketball game now. You got to go watch the highlights and Yo, all that. they can't even sit through a podcast. It's, they can't listen to a podcast. I hope your kids don't sit through a podcast. Ooh. This one. It's all right. They can. I don't, if you post a clip and tag all the kids in the damn thing, I don't care. <laughs> Yo, I was talking to somebody else. Um, you know them, Two Woodmen Podcast. We were talking, and we were talking about a little close, right? We were talking about how on IG mm-hmm. – Talking about the people's short attention span. Yeah. You see that across the board. Unless Miles played in the league 12 years, Chris got a Super Bowl, Greg played in the league and is coaching right now LeBron, and if I'm not Ernie Johnson, people don't. Listen, we get a lot of more, and I'm pretty sure y'all have seen this, and shout out to those that actually do check out, check us out and subscribe. But the era that we're in with the short attention span, that's why we have to post clips. That's why we have to post reels. We get more engagement on the reels and the clips and shoot the polls on voting if Julio Jones is better than Isaac Bruce. We get more engagement on things like that than actually full clips because everybody's attention span is so short, which is facts and which talks to again a lot of kids don't know about kids just kids out here don't know about bronze legacy as it's happening right now and it goes to again we'll end off with this y'all people aren't gonna people aren't gonna appreciate till they're gone miss me when i'm gone you'll love me when i'm gone they're not going to appreciate it people aren't going to really appreciate what this is till it's done i'm appreciating and enjoying the ride Day by day, every day I get to record with y'all. Every night I get to record y'all. This is a dream in reality now that I'm living. And when we blow up and the money comes in, that's going to be the icing on the cake. This process of what we're doing now and building is where it's at. And I think that's what people need to remember is enjoying it day by day, trusting the process. The marathon continues. If y'all know the vibes, you stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Benchmark, we out. Peace. Peace.